What's going on, everybody? It's Jazz, the CEO. We're back once again for a great episode of Industry Talk Podcast. Now, if you hear some rumbling and grumbling in the background, I am live from my patrol car. So, you know, sometimes you got to get it in while you're in the field. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So today I have a special guest. It's my tax guru. You know what I'm saying? My tax guy. I'm sharing with y'all because y'all be out here not knowing what to do and be the IRS be knocking at y'all door. And then, you know, I, I don't want all my friends going to jail because y'all been rolled off too many boots. So without further ado, be more accountable's owner, Devin. What's going on, Devin? Hey, Jess. Not much. Not hey, much. How are you, man? Doing well, doing well. You're I doing see you're driving, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, Is that safe? Because <laughs> guess what? I got these Bluetooth headless wireless headphones. And I only have one in, so uh, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty safe. Um, but like we say, I mean, sometimes we're out on the field. So I'm out on the field right now. Is that like a write-off? Like, can I write off the mileage that I'm doing right now? Oh, definitely, definitely the mileage. Um, write that up, or you can choose between mileage, or you can do your gas and your maintenance. Mm. And you have a choice. Okay, yeah. I mean that's basically the kind of info that I need right now. Like, um, as you know, the podcast is dedicated to the security industry, and I think we dwell so much on like, oh, guns and gear and all this rah rah. But what about the business side? And the business side for me, as a fairly new company owner is the tax side and I'm learning more and more about the tax side so I kind of wanted to share what I've learned and kind of have an expert come on and tell people who are doing security like in a subcontractor capacity some of the things that they can write off and I also want to debunk some of the things people think they can do that they don't do one of the things that I thought I could write off was my meals I thought I could write that off no matter what or lunches and there's like a fine line. So can you tell us what you feel about writing off meals? Okay, so meals, the way they do it with IRS, the way they set it up is you can get 50% of your meals. And my okay. logic behind that, if I had to think what they were thinking, is that you eating and then you might have, a, if you're having a business meeting, then your guest or your, your business associate is eating as well. So you can write off your business associate's meal, but not your own. Um, so that's why you get the 50% is my guess so when it comes to that as long as it's for me like you want to jot down on a receipt they say because um, keep the receipts of course um, jot down on the receipt what the meeting was about so that they really believe that you know have record that that was actually a business meeting and not you and your friends going out you know right, right. so if I'm by myself like take me for instance if I'm at the range and I got about six different students that day and I need to eat can I write my meal off by itself because it's during the work day? And if I don't eat, I might die on the range? Is that, <laughs> or how does that work? <laughs> we, I wish. No, no. But of course, now, now traveling, say you were traveling. So your regular office, regular day, regular work day, your own meals, no. But if you okay. were traveling, you could. Ah, okay. So I, I just was traveling for training. Uh, I went to North Carolina to do active shooter training. And I ate at Bojangles. I can write Bojangles off. Write it on off. You can write it yeah, right on. Oh, right I think I got that receipt. Let me get them blueberry biscuits written off. Yeah, I'll send you that uh, after, the, after the show. I'll send you that after the show. Oh, yeah, I'll take but, that. Um, Some good biscuit, too. <laughs> man, them things are good. So, all right. So, let's start training. 
right? Um, you might not be too familiar with everything that we need for training, but ammo, uh, firearms, targets, eyes, ears, the actual lanes, are all of those um, tax deductible? Are we allowed to write those things off as well? Yep, yep. So yeah, when it comes to write-offs like that, yeah, as long as it's related and it's not crazy, um, you know, you can prove that it's related to your business, it, it's necessary in a sense, it, it, you know, then you're fine. Like, yeah, definitely the rent lanes and things like that. Actually, when a client of mine asked me today, um, he said, you know, he has to be seen by the public. And one of his friends and um, co-workers was writing off um, for his business because he had gym owners writing off his dental work because he had to be seen. And I'm like, well, they don't let you have the cosmetic stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, um, okay. because, like anything, stuff that you can use more so like for business and pleasure in a sense, like it's fine. Like you, you're going to be smiling at more. You're going to smile at people at work, but then you're going to smile at people when you go to the bar too. <laughs> so you can't get your right. body snatched and all that because I got to look good for my clients at the gym. So I'm going to get my body snatched and my body done. You can't do right. that and write it off. Okay. Use it Ooh, it's a fine line. Fine, yeah, it's fine line. line. Right. Definitely don't want to be in trouble with Uncle Sam. It's a fine line. Um, but as far as you're but, talking about, you're fine. Everything you're talking about, you mentioned thus far, you can definitely write off. Well, we kind of jumped right into it because we started talking. You know, that's how the conversation flows. We, we run with it. But I, I kind of want to give people a background. You know, how long have you been doing this? Um, do you do this full time? What do you do? Like, give the people a little background on yourself. And, and why you call it Be More Accountable. Let, let's talk about your business for a second. Okay, okay. Well, me, um, personally, um, I've been doing accounting for, who? for oh, it's been over 15 years. I started right out of the high school. Well, actually, I started in high school. Wow. Um, started was, accounting out of high school? Yeah, accounting, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I was tricked. I wanted to do uh, computer science, computers. I wanted to be a programmer, which, like, okay. now when I think about it, it's like, oh, man, I should have stuck with it, you know, because <laughs> that's where the money at. Well, right, right. but um, you know, I asked my advisor, I'm like, yeah, I want to use computers and da da da. She said, oh, you use computers in accounting, so it kind of tricked me into it. Mm. I ended up like getting familiar with it. I wasn't gonna go to college; I was gonna kind of do my own thing with my father. He had, a, you know, something going on that I could have been a part of. Okay. My teacher told me, she said, you know, you should really go to college. You can really consider it, like seriously, it's good for you. And right. I didn't, like I said, I wasn't thinking about it, so I didn't have a major. I said, well, I'll just go for accounting. And right. I kind of grew to love it um, because after getting involved with, I got a job like almost right after out of high school, like an internship, and you get to see people's like get involved with people's businesses. Like I know we kind of people the the um, people believe accounting is boring, which I mean is working at office it is, but like public accounting is a lot different. Okay. You get to meet business owners, like, business owners like yourself and different people, and you get to learn about their business and see their passion and have questions about what are you doing? Oh, you're making all this money and you know, right. like, so it's interesting to me, like living through other people. I'm just doing numbers, but they doing mm -hmm. a lot more. True. So True. it's always fun. Um, as far as be more accountable, um, I came up with that because, like you said earlier in the cup podcast, you said, um, you know, you really focused on, you know, your thing, security or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do have, maybe, and you may not know the business impacts or the, the tax implications of making money. You know, you're doing your thing, you're making all this money, and that's thing you know, you get hit with a tax bill. You don't know what that's all about, where it came from. So be more accountable is like really accepting full accountability for your business, right? Because mm. you're responsible regardless. But now, how about, you know, get you um, educated, get you more right. responsible. Mm -hmm. you know it or not. 
right, right. Hell responsible. So yeah. Right, right. So it's more like me. I like to tell people like when I do people taxes, I like to run through it with them, go over with them, tell them why they get back, what they get back, or you know why they owe and what they can do differently and things like that. So that's what, if somebody that's wanted about. to reach out to you after the show, what would make what what is the difference between you and a major place, a HR block or a whatever liberty taxes what what will be the benefit of dealing with someone with your background and someone that runs their company the way you do what what would be the benefit with going with somebody like that for somebody in my industry your industry well the first thing i would say definitely like h&r black or a liberty tax service you know i'm not knocking them but those people a lot of them times those people hire um they might be trained for three months or and then mm-hmm. they hire you know they just doing it it's like a job to them um, to me, right, okay. right, right. To me, it's more like this is what I do. I love it. You know, it's a passion. I, I went to school for it. I got mm-hmm. a degree, bachelor's degree. I went to Morgan State University. Um, I'm, I'm constantly educating myself. You know, I have um, certifications, things like that. And I guess the benefit would be if I'm not just doing like Liberty Tax Service, H and R Block. They just do taxes. Mm-hmm. I'm to, I do the taxes too, but the accounting, the education, mm-hmm. the the money. We want to like teach you about your um financial statements you know what they mean I'm, I'm every step of the way with you you know not just your taxes whatever you need like we can t- discuss it and call me anytime i can, I can definitely vouch for that because i think i text you at random times mm-hmm. on random days like what does this mean do i qualify for this Da-da-da-da-da. so I, I i do vouch for that guys he he's definitely in tune with his clients because i know i'm one of those clients he's talking about he just didn't want to say it oh i appreciate that jazz um <laughs> right so Tell us a few misconceptions people have. And it doesn't just have to be in our industry. It could be something that, that we can use um, in, in our industry as well as anybody else. What are some misconceptions that you come across with clients that you would like to debunk publicly? Okay. Well, the biggest one I would say that I think gets a lot of business owners in trouble or potentially could mm-hmm. is the idea, almost like we was talking about earlier, that you can write off anything, right? Right. Oh, right. Right. My friend wrote it off. Um, so why can't I? I was because my hit me with that today. I said, Well, <laughs> who's doing his taxes? You know, like do he know he doing his own taxes, so therefore he gonna do what he wants, you know. The misconception is like because you do have an LLC or a business, you kinda can just everything you pay right. for with the business card right. out the business account is a business expense. Oh, let's 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 dwell into that real quick though. Right. Let's let's dive into that. So and I'm going to keep using examples from my industry. So if I use my business, this is coming for, I have a lot of people who have been guests on my show who are company owners, security company owners from Florida, uh, Texas, all over. So if I use my business account, my business card, and I go to the store and I'm just, I don't know, get ice cream. Right. Mm-hmm. That's probably the last thing I bought from the store. <laughs> right. so my business card and I'm getting ice cream and I write that off because I use my business card. That's what you're saying. If mm-hmm. you use your business card, that's fine. Great. But that doesn't mean it's a write off just because it came out of the business account. Right. Right. Because they come okay. look which they have come. You know, I've been in situations where a client of mine or somebody else's client maybe has come to me and um, they because the state or the feds have att- um, contacted them and they look into their bank statement. So they say, oh, here's my business account. Everything in here is business related. State mm-hmm. it. start looking at things. Oh, you want the Cold Stone? Since we're talking about ice cream, you want the Cold Stone? How's that related to business? Right. Uh, we, we, we're going to need to see a receipt or 
even if it's something like say Amazon, that's what that's like really big now. Everybody orders everything from Amazon. So Absolutely. Amazon wanna see like, all right, we understand that you could order business supplies from Amazon, but you also also could order something for your personal. So even right. though it's running through your bank um bank statement and through your bank account, they wanna mm-hmm. see the actual receipt in that case because mm-hmm. they can't say for for sure that it wasn't personal. But things sure. like say staples or things that it can be or like say you're in the gun industry and you gun they see Gundry on there. They say, Oh, Gundry, she's a security guard. If you guys don't know what Gundry is, Gundry is my home range in Baltimore, mm-hmm. Maryland. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, that's probably important to know, right? <laughs> but yeah, like that. Or like like one of my clients, you know, she did uh skin and things like that. So when they saw a beauty, they thought you don't have to give us a receipt for that. We know you go to the beauty salon, we just or, or beauty store, we assuming that you buying that for what you do. But right, show us why yeah. you went to Nike, why you went to Adidas and things like that. And speaking of which, uniforms, that's a biggie. Let's talk um, uniforms. Yeah, man. That's a big yeah, uniform. So uniforms is fine. Almost like the cosmetic example I gave earlier, where we spoke about, you know, your teeth or getting your body done. Same thing applies for clothing. Um, uniform, unless you can't write off anything as uniform, you can't say I went to Nike store and I um, I wear this for my uniform or things like that. Or I went to Gucci store. It has to be something with your you have to get an emblem on it. It has to really show that your company is that's used for uniform. You have to get it. So let, well, Nike. So Nike boots or Under Armour. We could talk about Under Armour. We actually wear Under Armour boots. They make law enforcement boots. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you prove that? Because Nike has ACG boots where everybody used to wear that for duty boots. And then uh, I think law enforcement moved to Under Armour once Under Armour made their duty boots. So how do you show that? Because you actually can get duty gear from those two places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to like in that case, it'd be like a like like I said earlier, a receipt or something to show that these okay. boots are duty boots and not some some hooping shoes or something like that. Right. <laughs> do they like, need? Like, do a, they ever ask for pictures? Pictures? I haven't seen them ask for pictures. Okay. Like as long okay. as the description makes sense, things like that. You know, people will buy you know nice suits and say I'm a business I'm a business owner so I have to buy nice suits and okay. like that. but they say oh, you can always also wear these nice suits you know to church or you can always wear these nice suits to weddings and things like that so you have to really specify like and that was you said that we can't write off things like Nike and things like that but Nike does make things like um ECG boots which a lot of people use for duty boots and then Under Armour they use um, we use a, everybody uses Under Armour for uh, work boots nowadays. They have really good work boots. So, how do we prove that those are work boots, even though they're from Nike and Under Armour? So, like the boots and stuff like that, like as long as you have a like, receipt that you can keep, because what they do is they most likely just question it. If they see it mm. on, say, your bank statement, they're questioning, like, what are these boots? Or Nike boots, what are those? And then you can kind of pull up the receipt and say, well, they work boots, they made for security guards, things like that. Because there's Does the ever ask for pictures? Pictures, no, it's at least not in my experience, but who who knows? Sometimes okay. they do. I heard they even come to, like, say, people that claim home office. I heard mm. back in the day, they used to come to your house to see it to make sure it was mm. actually there. So, I mean, I don't know if they had the manpower to do that anymore, but they used to do it, right? So, you mm. never know with yeah. them, they they uh, they something else. The bottom line is be careful, be careful, um, yep. keep everything, keep everything. I know that you're not totally in, engulfed in our industry, but what. Um, what are some things we definitely should not try to write off? 
or what are some things that we should definitely not do as far as taxes when it comes to being security company owners or in the security as a subcontractor? Uh, it could be anything. Um, it could be something that you think all subcontractors do that they shouldn't do. What are some do nots in this tax world? Some do nots, some do nots. I mean, the only do not, I guess the main thing I would, well, I guess it's going to be a do. Okay, do not <laughs> co-mangle. Like, say, you went through the hard work, you got yourself an LLC or mm-hmm. an S-Corp, whatever you decide to do. Do not mix them together. Don't use the business card for the personal. Don't pay your mortgage okay. or rent out of your business account because mm, then they okay. just disregard the fact that you're a separate entity. All okay. And they, so don't, don't do that. But as far as like, so what kind of expenses and things like that, like long as you have a reasonable explanation or if they have a question that like why this is, why I need this for my business, then you're mm-hmm. usually fine. If you, so long, don't go on those extravagant vacations and call it a training, you know, if it ain't. Right. <laughs> now, if it is a training, cool. But if it's not, don't, don't do that. You know? I recently just bought a firearm um, for my NRA classes. I used my uh, company card and it's for training. So with that, that's okay to get written off. So you said it was, um, make sure I heard you right. It's a, it was a, about a 38 special mm-hmm. for my NRA classes. I'm an NRA instructor. Mm-hmm. And um, I bought that with my, I did it right. So I didn't, cause I, I'm learning from you not to mix the two bank accounts. So I bought it with my business bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's for training classes. Is that, did I do everything right with that? Yep, you sure did. Sounds right to okay. me. All right. And then. It's a 2021 purchase, so it'll be written off and the taxes coming next year, not right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of some things that I've heard people say. We talked about writing off uniforms. We talked about gas and mileage because you said you can either do it by mileage or you could do it by gas. That means either, okay, I did 15 miles, I did 16 miles. Or you're saying every time you go get gas, you save that receipt, and that's how you write that off. Mm-hmm. So yeah, basically they have a just to get a little deeper with it. Um, you have mileage, which basically can sometimes be a hassle, but basically track your mileage. Like okay, I left from here. Or if it's a business vehicle that you just use for business, it's actually a lot mm-hmm. easier. So that'd be perfect. And I think in your case, you have a patrol car period mm-hmm. it's just for that. So your mileage should be easy to track. Um, usually we go with one, whatever one gives you the best, uh, um, the biggest deduction, right? So as far as actual is concerned, you have the gas, of course, repairs, maintenance. You have the actual vehicle itself, right? Um, depreciation, okay. usually depreciate over five years. Um, so depending on how much you pay for the vehicle, divide it by five, add that to the gas, add it to the repairs and things like that. It could be more than the mileage unless you're driving a lot. So we just, we just assess it every year and see, all right, looks like actual will be more than mileage this year. Let's take the mileage um, or... I'm sorry. Actually, and when you, when you say assess it every year, are you talking as an accountant or are you talking as a tax person? So I would say that would be more as an accountant. Um, gotcha. Or even a tax person. A tax person could do that end of the year type thing. Accountant more. But that's kind of what H and R Block and Liberty and doing it yourself. That's what they don't do. Right. right. They probably don't talk to you. They probably let you know what you want to do. Uh, mileage is actual. They probably don't mm-hmm. really go into. Because I say they might not even the people they train. 
They might not even be experienced like that. They might not really know. Yeah, they just learned about a little something that yeah, and it's in Texas is I'm learning still myself. So it's it's mm-hmm. massive. It's a lot to learn. It's, things change every year. So it's no way you can really learn all of that in a course of three months, you know. Right, so right. You really um short changing yourself. I have a question about influencing in the industry. So I get a lot of things that have been sent to me. Um, could be gear, could be dry firing tools, apps, whatever stuff that I get sent, magazines. Those things that you get sent to you, are they tax write-offs or they're just gifts or do gifts get written off or how does that work? So gifts, that's almost like, in a sense, compensation. So technically, okay. if you if they depending on the company, um, I know they write it off on their end. Mm, okay. Expense or advertising, marketing, you know, the company that's sending it, and they could actually make you pay taxes on it. You know, so it really depends. Um, mm. so definitely, definitely not a deduction, but more so, it might be considered income. So for somebody who does get things sent to them, should we ask? them people who are sending like hey are you about to write this off and like what's up like you about to because maybe if it's something that's over a thousand dollars you don't really want it to be sent to you because you might have to pay taxes on it yeah possibly possibly because i know they're gonna write mm-hmm. it off is they probably call it so they probably call it marketing or something like that right and of course they, yeah they write it off but they probably won't send you no 1099 or nothing like that so long as they don't send you any documentation or any anything like that you should be fine. Um, I wouldn't worry about it too, too much. Well, speaking but, of 1099, we can kind of jump into subcontracting, which a lot of security officers do. Um, a lot of people are not hired by these companies. They kind of just do this subcontract work, and once the detail is over, they're out. They get their 1099 or the W-9, whatever, however you do. Can you tell us, one, the difference between a W-9 and a 1099? Who does what? Where does the W-9 go and come from? Where does the 1099 go and come from? Who fills it out? Um, can you start there for me? Oh, sure, sure. Okay, so, of course, so the W-9, that's actually um, what you would say a subcontractor or a contractor um, would fill out if they were subcontracting under for a company. It just has their, you have your name or your company name on it, mm-hmm. your social security number or your company's EIN number, employer identification number, and mm-hmm. you would give that to them because what's going to happen is uh, probably address and all that kind of stuff on it too. Um, what's going to happen is they'll use that to produce your 1099 at the end of the year that they send to you, which will have everything they compensated you with. So all the money they gave you, things like that. So that's how it okay. goes. In the now, W-2 is probably, it might have been what you was talking about referring to. That's like for employee um yeah, so the W two is what we get from any job. Yeah, whenever any job, we work, jobs, yeah. When you, right. when you work for something, you get hired. You fill out a W four. So many Ws, but W four you fill it out. <laughs> that's pretty much the equivalent of a W nine for employee. A W four, fill okay. it out name, search search security number, and then basically they use that to give you a W two. And with the W two compared to the ten ninety nine, um, the W two they take out your taxes. They take out everything for you. So okay. as a self employee or a subcontractor, you have to you know. Be mindful of your profit and income and things like profit and loss, you know, like your expenses and things like that. So ten ninety nine, basically, you're you're taking care of the taxes. You have yeah, to you have to take care of taxes. Yep, yep. So you definitely want to know where you at 
um, as far as profit and things like that. So you know what you're paying taxes on. You want to know who's probably going to issue you a 1099 because that 1099 gets reported to you, of course, and you get a copy, mm-hmm. and then IRS gets a copy. So they know how much you made. So if you try to file your taxes and you don't put it on there, um, I... at, least, at least in the gross, they should definitely see that number in the gross. So if you made 13000 from one, uh, I guess, one company, Mm-hmm. You want to see that thirteen thousand on the gross line, or at least that, and then of course after that you can take out your expenses and all that good stuff. But as long as they see that gross, if you don't put that on there, they know oh she she left something off or they left something off. Right, um, <laughs> they owe us some money. Right, they owe us some money. That's all. That's right. the name of the game right there. They owe us right. some money. Right, they um, owe somebody. You're gonna forget their money, but yeah, definitely the tax. You want to keep. You want to pay them if you can quarterly at least, at least quarterly. Um, okay. Let me see. So with that being said, with subcontracting, um, I heard, now that I need you to debunk this if it's not true, but I heard if you're doing subcontracting, but it's not over $600, then you don't have to pay taxes on it. If it's under $600, then you don't have to pay. But I mean, if it's under $600, you don't have to pay. But if it's over $600, you usually have to pay taxes on it. Is that true or is that So. The truth is, um, so if it's if you receive under six hundred dollars, you it's not um, a required for the company to send you a ten ninety nine. Okay. So which means that the IRS also didn't get a ten ninety nine, which gotcha. means they don't know you made the money. But gotcha. you should, by the IRS standards, you should report all income if they if they know about it or not. Like David said, when I was when I was account class, you know, if you sell drugs. You know, they did not miss. They definitely did. They definitely mentioned it. It was <laughs> crazy. I was like, really? Who would do that? So they definitely take. They want their tax cut, and then they still send you to jail. So like, it's crazy. <laughs> I was like, wow. That's hilarious. They want to know about everything. They want to know about everything. Mm, that that's actually okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're selling drugs, ladies and gentlemen, we still want our money and we'll also be knocking on your door. Thank you. Have a good night. Right. So- right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to say they said one of the big uh, uh, drug lords or whatever, they got them not because of for drugs. They got them for uh, um, tax evasion or something like that. It was it's like, I thought, really? Oh my so God. they couldn't get them for the drugs. They said, well, we just get you for tax. We know you're making money because you're buying houses, you're buying that. So you must right. be hiding your income. So that's how they got Ooh. That's actually a good segue, right? Um, I recently heard a guy, he's a, a instructor, but he said something about hiding assets. Um, when he, he, I didn't really understand the term. Um, I'm new to all this financial talk. You know, I've always had a nine to five. And like you said, the taxes are taken out. I get my W-2, I pay whatever. I've never had to owe, I never owed before. So mm-hmm. um, what, does, what does hiding assets mean? What, what would that mean in, in reference to period? Or what does that mean in reference to, like to somebody in my industry and somebody in the security industry or the firearm industry? Hiding assets. I'm trying to figure out. I haven't, I don't think I really heard that term before. Did he explain it a little? Um, no, this was like about paying taxes. And then he was just like, I, I'm hiding my assets or hiding my money. So maybe it didn't mean anything. I thought, I thought it meant something. But he really can hide it. You know? No, you really can't hide. I mean, what you can do is you can. You I guess know, so. He doesn't you, have to pay taxes on those particular assets. Yeah, you can. Um, you can do things like I right, say. You know, like basically, I would call it tax planning. I'm not sure if we, we, we may have talked about the same thing. 
<laughs> right. I don't know if it's illegal or not what he's talking about. Right, but right, right. I don't know. Feeling right. all that. So I brought it up. <laughs> right, right. So we're talking about hiding. I don't know if that's we want to do that. But right. um, I know for sure, like you can do things like, for instance, if you know you you suspect, especially if you had your accountant or whatever, you expect that you're gonna have a big profit towards the end of the year. Um, you could do something like buy a car, buy a vehicle, spend the money. Um, like turn the turn the money that you would get taxed on into an asset like a car or a patrol car or something like that or something mm-hmm. that you need for the business then you wouldn't get taxed for it you know because you spent it and you invested it in a sense where like you still have the the asset it's not cash anymore now it's a vehicle oh that you can okay. use and that and also that's a deduction too like well as a deduction like so basically the car you bought it'll cut your profit down from what it was um and you don't have to pay taxes on, and you know, on any profit because you then bought something you needed. Gotcha. Uh, as opposed to letting them get a piece of it. Yeah, uh, we know. I, I guess you're <laughs> talking about offshore accounts and whatnot, maybe. Yeah, maybe something like that. I know you can invest. Right. You know, you can invest money. That would be like deferring it. Uh, like for example, you, if I'm pretty sure, I think you'd say you opened up a, a retirement account. Anything you put in your retirement account is is considered deferred. You won't get taxed on that. You get a deduction for it. You'll pay taxes later. Oh, yeah. I, you know, actually, I just learned that um, because as a subcontractor now or as a uh, in the, what, what am I, self-employed, I guess. I don't know. I don't like mm. the word self-employed because it sounds like I created a new job for myself. So <laughs> um, I started my own uh, SEP IRA recently and mm. um, that I just learned that, you know, that stuff, the money that you put in there, that's not taxed. Uh, because, mm. you know, whatever, whatever the reason why, I, I, I don't know the terminology, but I just learned that. So do you recommend that, you know, now this is on the accountant side, for people who do this subcontracting and own security companies and investigation companies and whatnot, uh, what kind of retirement plan do you, um, what, what kind of way do you think people should invest their money, I guess, more so? Um, I think definitely the self-employment, uh, plan is uh, or the SEP should I say, sir? Is um, stuff <laughs> yeah, right. They're like a, what? <laughs> they're like what? <laughs> it's a good one. Um, just anything where you know you got your money working for you. Like if you want to put away for retirement and you get a tax deduction as well, um, mm-hmm. that sounds good to me. So right. that's good. Um, that's a good thing. Like don't have your money sitting in nobody's savings account because you're not gonna make nothing. Right, and and currently I, I wrote a book on de-escalation and the proceeds from my book. They're just sitting in a savings account, basically. And they're sitting and I'm not spending them. Um, and it's like, okay, but I, I think that what I've decided to do is take it out of that account that I have it in and put it inside my SEP. And mm-hmm. when it's inside of my SEP, I'm going to trade with it. Maybe yeah, not yeah. all of it, but but some of it. I'm going to allow it to be traded. Um, because like you said, if it's sitting in a savings account, then it, it's not doing anything. Um, it, it, it could be growing, you know, as book sales continue. Um, actually, I think I just got a notification for a book sale now. That's what made me say it. So as oh, books sure. continue, it might grow. But if I stopped selling books, it wouldn't be doing anything but sitting. So I think that's a good idea to make sure that some of this money that you're making from subcontracting or your regular job, whatever, maybe you should start investing it and making it 
work for you. Um, as an accountant, what is maybe three pieces of advice to someone who is self-employed, entrepreneur, or you know, any anybody that's starting their own security company, etc.? I'm just uh just so one thing would be uh well one do what you do what you do best, right? Um I say um specialize or focus your energy on what you love and what you do, mm-hmm. what's making you the money. I know a lot of people um and it's kinda like you probably like, you're just saying that because you're an accountant. But um a lot of <laughs> right. people like to get involved in every piece and they take the energy away from what's really making them money. Like you you mm-hmm. wanna know what's going on with your finances, but you really don't want to do your own accounting. You don't really want to spend the time. That takes hours and the knowledge and experience that you have to learn and things like that. When you could pay somebody, you might think, I don't want to pay nobody. But the time you take that was me. to learn, <laughs> the time you take to learn and all that kind of stuff is costing you more money than you could just pay somebody. Mm. Or, you know. So you suggest somebody getting a CPA. Is that what we call you, a CPA? Oh, on my way, I got one more test and I will definitely be that. Okay, and what does a CPA stand for? So a CPA is a certified public accountant. Okay. Okay. They, they're just somebody who does like, we take three to four tests, one about taxes and stuff like that, one about financial, which is like your books and, you know. So you can do season. somebody's books also. Yeah, do somebody's books, the counting and all that. And um, what you got, the, it's, it's just, uh, you kind of like touches the count, it touches like auditing, you know, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Um, okay. Just kind of expose you to everything. Give you. A when do you recommend everything. somebody getting a CPA right away after they made a certain amount? Once they realize they can't do it on their own, <laughs> when do you recommend? So I recommend. I recommend an accountant at um, when you feel like when you feel like you're at that point where you're really serious about your business and you mm-hmm. want to just focus all your energy on that and you want you want everything done right. You want somebody who's going to take care. of you know, take you watch your finances, take care of your taxes, you know, right. teach us all that good stuff. CPA, you probably don't really need a CPA. CPA is, you know, somebody who really put the time in as far as accounting, because, you know, a lot of people do bookkeeping and things like that. But uh, CPA, you know, they really put the time and they really serious about what they're doing. They're going to take care of you. Um, you really, CPA, you might probably need them when your business get real big, when it started with government contracts, for instance. They mm-hmm. might want your, your books to be audited. Um, your financial statements to be audited. Only person who can do an audit is a CPA. Um, so oh, in that case, you okay. Might, might be required. CPA is above a regular accountant. There's levels to this. Levels to it. A couple of levels, you know. May okay, let me let me repeat this and get and get in, and review this for people listening because um there's there's a lot of I know now a lot of security company owners. I know a lot of guys starting. So when you start, you have your tax person because you got the taxes no matter what you're making. You you got to pay, apparently you got to pay $300 business taxes even if you're not making $200, $100, mm-hmm. 10. So you got the business, you got a tax person, but then you have an accountant. And then once you get bigger, you have a CPA. Mm, yep, yep. Understood. Need, I, I know you're gonna need a CPA. You might need two, three CPAs. You know where you don't. <laughs> don't tell my <laughs> phone. Don't tell my business. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with you, no matter how many levels. You know, whatever. Um, but that's because I also know you, right? Tell me how someone listening can 
feel like they're protected, right? Because I even I know you, and I even was like, listen, I don't have to give you the bank account uh, uh, password, do I? Or I don't. Have to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that that doesn't. All I hear about is stories about accountants. Matter of fact, matter of fact, Fat Joe. I don't know if you know the story, but Fat Joe did prison time because his accountant stole money and wasn't paying his taxes, and he actually mm. did prison time because of that. Uh, I know happened him, but I heard that happen to a lot of people. <laughs> it happens. It definitely happens to a lot of rich people because they definitely don't have the time, especially artists. They definitely don't have the time to sit there and do their own books. How does one protect themselves against something like that? What can they do to check in? What can they do to, like, what? How would you suggest somebody protect themselves? Well, you know what? That goes exactly back to um, what, we, what I was talking about in the beginning of the conversation, which kind of like what um, Be More Accountable is about is about, you know, not only me doing, say, like, if we have a relationship, business relationship, it's not about me just doing your taxes and doing your books and everything. It's about us sitting down and talking about them. Like, what did I do? All right, this is why you mm-hmm. owe. This is what I sent off. I sent your taxes. Let me show you the receipt. So let me show right, you this. You know, right, right. you know, we talking. So now we talking, you kind of feel like, oh, okay, I, I can, I believe he's doing this. He's watching my back. You know, I'm showing you where your money at. Where so that's right. where they, they messed up. They got too big, too busy that they don't even do meetings with their accountant at any time. Mm-hmm. They don't even send somebody to do meetings. Because right, right. Pay my taxes. Mm-hmm. I think he said that the guy hadn't paid his taxes in three years. Wow. Yeah. And you would know. You would yep. know. Like and he, if you want to be involved in that. Maybe, you know, maybe I write the check and and tell you to mail it off or something like that. So right. you know it was right. mailed. Right. Or something. But you gonna know that it was paid. You got some kind of documentation and we I'm gonna make sure you sit down and pay attention to it and see that it's being done and why it needs to be done. So just being communication really. Um Okay. Yeah, that's like, good to honestly, know. If you got kind of accounting or whatever that's communicating with you and telling you, like I say, one of my clients was the other day I met with her on Monday. It was like, um, I know I don't always, I'm not always interested in this because you know a lot of times finance and stuff, I'm not interested. Right. You know, right. only interested part is getting my money, spending my money, not right. the well, understanding. Pay, but she's like, to pay. I need you to sit down and force me to do this, and then eventually I'm going to be interested. You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Somebody like that, somebody's going to make you want to understand. And, and even if you don't want to understand, like you said, the way to protect yourself from what Fat Joe went through is communication, right? So apparently just, and I'm not just talking about communication. This is to the audience. I'm not just saying, hey, I paid your taxes. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. That's not mm-hmm. communication right, right. because you don't know if that person's telling the truth or not. You need to sit right, right. see these receipts. Like he said, he said he shows receipts. He shows this, right? So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Diddy is sitting down with his tax person he got monthly meetings or yearly meetings or something because he's a very involved, from what I can see from following his career, he's a very involved guy when it comes to Combs Enterprise. So I, I, I've never heard of him being in trouble for things like that. So that's good to know because, yeah, I, I just watched that. Um, I think I heard about it on a different podcast when it was about money. It's a money podcast. I think it's like Earn Your Leisure or something like that. And mm-hmm. then um, I went to look up the story. And it was like, Dag, he really did time because he he had proof that he sent the money to the accountant. He had proof that the accountant told him that he um paid it. But the judge said, you're the man of your household and you are the man of your business. So we got to hold you, guess what, accountable 
be more accountable. Say it again. Uh, <laughs> I got we gotta hold you accountable for what's happening within your business, right? We're not mm-hmm. about to say he did this, he did this, he did that. So yeah, that was that was funny. That was funny that you said that because people need to understand they need to be accountable. So, you know, uh, and I'm not gonna hold you too long, you know. Um, not saying that accounting in, in, in Texas is boring, but uh, yeah. you know, you, you know, attention span. I got to be mindful of that. So let's 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 say this: like things that are really having to do with your business and your career. Nothing extreme. Nothing extreme. Traveling. Your personal meals. No. Taking clients out. Yes. Your duty gear. Yes. But if you can't prove that it's for duty, don't play them games because when you get audited, it's going down. And we're not going to be here. It's going to be too late to be more accountable, okay? Too late. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Do, mm-hmm. Exactly. do you do out-of-state clients? Yes, okay. I, do. I do. That's good to know. If they wanted to get in touch with you, tell them where your social media is or your email, however you want people to get in touch with you. Okay. You definitely get in touch with me on social media, Facebook, Um I have Instagram, IG, so um, IG is at Be More Accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a website, www.bemoreaccountable.com. It's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's in work in progress, but it's there. It's all the information you need to contact <laughs> me. It's there, a couple of resources. Um, definitely, if you want to check your refund, you go to my website and go from there. Um, but uh, uh, Facebook, you probably type in Be More Accountable. My name is Devin Williams. You can look me up personally and find me. Uh, I'm open to everything. Any kind of way, all the information is out there. That's good. Contact with me, or you can reach out to Jazz. I know she. Hey, I'll send you. Yeah, I I just tagged you in something earlier. So, listen, security professionals. In order for us to take the industry to another level, in order for us to uh, change the way people look at security officer, I'm doing the quotation marks. We have to level up, (laughs) and I am a. And part of leveling up is knowing that business side of the business, right? Knowing that business side of the industry. So that's why I'm bringing you different kind of guests. I'm not just doing gear. I'm not just doing guns. I'm not just having people come on and tell you all these cool stories. Let's talk about the real stuff. This episode is for you that are starting out with your new security company and you might not know where to start. Now you know the difference between an accountant and a CPA, where you should start, right? Make sure you're not doing your own taxes. If If you're not a tax person, you know, leave that tax stuff that you get online alone. Get a real tax person so you're not making any mistakes that could really harm you once you start getting bigger. You know, you don't you don't want to play with that. Uncle Sam is not somebody you want to play with. Like, the government is the biggest gang in the world, okay? Um, so you definitely want to take that. If you need more help, advice, et cetera, reach out to Devin. He gave you all his information, the website. He said it ain't that pretty, but it, it works. It got resources. So I want to encourage everybody that's doing something in this industry to make sure that they're doing the right thing when it comes to finances, because I'm just starting out. And I know one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to owe people. I don't want people to shut me down because of my finances. So I always want to meet with him and I always want to do some virtual meetings. I don't care. We're doing this. Uh, right now, we're doing this podcast because in my mind, I was like, man, all these questions that I have, other people might have. So make sure you're mm-hmm. doing what you got to do to stay on top of your business, guys. Devin, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I love yeah. what you're doing. Uh, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying out. <laughs> um, guys, follow us on Instagram at Industry Talk 
podcast on Facebook, same handle, Twitter, same handle. Stay tuned for the next episode. Share this. Comment on the Instagram. Comment on YouTube when we throw it on there. Let's keep it going. Thank you guys for listening. And we're done. Oh, that was good.